Four days ago, I was part of a kidnapping plot gone wrong. I was witness to the murder of this woman, Rosie. Well, I guess her name is really Leslie, but that's not really the point. The point is I was able to bring her back from the dead. Now we're on the run. And welcome to Midtown Mythos. Uh, I am joined, as always, by... Bram. And I am Noel. And last that we left off, you had gotten on a bus and left everything. Yeah. Uh, all you have is $97.50, whatever's in your pockets, and this woman that you barely know. Yeah, and my bow. And, like, some clothes. And your bow and some clothes. Not really many clothes, though. No. Like, a backpack full of clothes. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, actually, I'll go ahead and... Uh, Add a backpack to my inventory. Yeah, you, you've got a backpack. <laughs> okay. That's important, because otherwise I was going to be a little bit stingy with what you can carry. Yeah. How many um, uh, how many item slots does my backpack have? I don't count it by item <laughs> slots. It's just whatever I feasibly think you can load this into the This isn't Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing? <laughs> or Dungeons & Dragons. Does Dungeons... It's been so long since I've actually played Dungeons & Dragons. I, I'm sure there's a carry weight, but I, like I'm talking about like specific slots for items. Yeah. Minecraft also uses that system. Yeah, D&D and, and uh, Resident Evil. Uh, Resident Evil actually uses... I've never it. actually played Resident Evil, if you can believe that. I tried to play it exactly once. I mostly watch other people play it, but they've yeah. got this really interesting system where you have a set amount of space, and it's a little grid, mm-hmm. and you have to physically fit these items which have a physical represented size on that grid uh-huh. into this space. Well, it is actually pretty interesting. Yeah, so a rocket launcher I think takes up like six spaces uh-huh. while an herb might take up two. Or anyway, a, yeah, it, it's a really interesting system. Is this the is point. probably not the best way to start an episode. Well, no, but it uh, <laughs> it's loosely related actually to how I handle this, which is you've got a limited amount of space. Uh-huh. And anything that you can cram into that space works. So I, I just sort of work off of the space on the page versus, in my head, what makes sense for you to be able to carry. Gotcha. So, yeah. All this has been background information for you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Leslie, a.k.a. Rosie, and I are uh, on the bus... Actually, I was going to skip over most of the bus stuff, okay. unless you really want to try and play out a little bit. Not really, but I figure uh, while she and I have been on the bus, I mean, because she and I barely know each other, you know? Really, I mean, thinking about it, all I know about her is that her real name is Leslie. She was a knight of some kind for mm-hmm. the Order of St. Tenant, mm-hmm. um, and something about fighting vampires, and... Kidnapping one to allegedly kill one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that's 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 pretty much the extent of what I know about her. All right. Um, so, what would you like to ask her then? Because I get the impression you've got questions. Um, I think just you know she and I, I figure she and I have just been kind of awkwardly. Well, Alex is awkward. I don't know if she's awkward. I, I've just been kind of trying to get it to know her. Okay. Um, um, go ahead and ask some questions. We'll give you we'll give you five questions. Okay. And. Whatever you ask, I'll try and give an in-character answer. Um, and those questions can build off of each other, but you only get the five. Okay. I figure that should give a rough idea of how much you've kind of gathered about this woman. Uh, 
so how did you get into the um, whole uh, vampire hunting business? I joined the Order of St. Tenant, and that's just kind of what they're all about, is just getting monsters out of the world. But, like, why? Why, why? why did you join them? It's a long story. I I don't know if I'm comfortable sharing that right now. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I understand. Uh, are, are you... Where, where are, are you, you seeing anybody? <laughs> uh, where, where are you from? I'm from this little tiny community out in the Midwest. It's one of those little unnamed communities I was telling you about okay. in between recordings. We actually occasionally have discussions as friends outside of <laughs> recording, believe it or not, guys. Uh, and one of those discussions, I clarified a little bit about how the USK kind of works, which is the states are kind of the cities, the cities are kind of the states, but there's obviously more to a city-state than just the core city. There's kind of little outlier communities that are only really identified by their zip code. And so otherwise, they're part of such and such a larger city, but they're disconnected enough that they're kind of their own unique community. So you end up with a lot of stupid little territories like that. And Leslie Rosalie is... Leslie Rosalie? <laughs> Leslie Rosie is from one of those. Uh, I'm not asking her, I'm asking you this question. Did did she um, bring her gun with her? Does she still have that, or is she unarmed? Actually, that's a very good question. Um, I'm going to say that she is at present unarmed, and that she ended up getting rid of that. Okay. Alright, and thinking about it, I'm pretty sure you've got two more questions, I think. I thought that was... Oh, that, that was three, you're right. Yeah. Um... Oh, you thought you had asked all five? No. No, I thought I was at, I thought I'd only asked two, but then I realized the first two questions, one was the question and then the follow it was like a follow-up question. But yeah, uh head shake, no more questions. No, I just I, I don't know. So what do you like what are you thinking we do when we get there? Honestly, I don't know. Um we need to find a way to get situated, blend in. Yeah, I mean, I guess Find jobs, find... Find somewhere to stay. Yeah. Uh, do, do you want to stick together, or do you want to go our separate ways, or...? I just left a cult. I don't have anything else right now. So that, that group is a, a cult? What else are you going to call it? We hunt monsters, and... I feel really bad saying this. I lied to you. What'd you lie to me about? We weren't going to try and cure the virus. There isn't a known way of curing the vampire virus. It mutates too fast, and it's its not even got a name. It's a vampire virus. We were going to kill the bitch. So why bother? Just to, are you, Were you just trying to piss the vampires off or something? We were trying to kill her to lure in daddy because daddy is a vampire lord. The more of those that you can bump off, the closer that you can get to the king. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm not mad or anything. Um, but that's it's all in the past, right? Flesh, f- flesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know where your mind is. <clears throat> uh, s- sorry. <laughs> uh, I want to taste your flesh, Leslie. <laughs> 
lower that strap just a little more. <laughs> I, I'm, it, no, it's okay. I'm not. I'm. I'm not mad or anything. Um, what? I'm sorry for the interruption, guys. I tapped my cat's shoulder, and he jumped and looked at his water dish. And then I looked away to Bran. Then I looked back to the cat, and he had this look of betrayal on his face. (laughs) And I've never seen anything like it, and it cracked me up. Anyway. uh, Okay, yeah, no, don't uh, don't worry about what happened before. That's... It's all all behind us. Let's, uh... Worry, worry about the now and the future and, you know, whatever. Okay. So, do you want to stick together? Yeah, I mean, I don't... I don't have anybody else, you know, I... Alright. And she taps her hand against your knee a couple of times and then pulls it away real fast and bunches her hands together in her lap. So, the rest of the bus ride is really quiet and really uncomfortable until finally the bus grinds to a halt it literally sounds like the gears on the bus are trying to commit seppuku or something but the the... gears on the bus go stab 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 (laughs) pretty much against each other (laughs) anyway worst noise in the world (laughs) the bus grinds to a halt and the doors open and the driver's like Boom guard. Uh, so she and I get up. Uh, we make your way off the get, bus. Get our things. I, I don't know. I assume they're in those. Get the fuck off the bus. <laughs> we get off the bus, but I'm sure the our uh, our bags are uh, in the, uh, the like lower side compartment thingies of the bus. Well, I mean, she had a small backpack. You had yeah. a small backpack. That's all you and, have. And a bow. Oh yeah, <laughs> but those are with you. Okay. So we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you don't really have luggage. True. So, uh, yeah, you guys are free. You're at a bus station, and you got nothing. Um, Now, a couple of things about Boomguard. Boomguard is effectively this world's New York. Boomguard is actually a real word. It's Dutch, specifically for orchard. That, That gives you kind of an idea of what the outlying areas around the city are like. I just got an apple because it's the big apple. Oh, no, it wasn't even that. Oh, you didn't do that on purpose? A little bit, but that's just kind of installed into the funny way the city is named. Mm. New York, as a state, is actually famous for its apple orchards. Really? Yeah, angry orchard orchards are actually in New York. They're They're like spitting distance from the city. Huh. Yeah, they're also spitting distance from the town of Sleepy Hollow. So... You get off the bus, and here's a couple of things you immediately see here at the bus station. You see a homeless man in a bowler hat with a blood red shirt panhandling. You see graffiti, which says the gods live in enormous purple letters. You see a man in a very nice suit uh, carrying a dog who is getting ready to spit on the homeless man. Wait, the man is or the dog is? The man is. Okay. The, the dog doesn't know how to spit. The dog's like, <laughs> I'm a dog! <laughs> the, the dog only knows one thing, and that's joy. It sounds like a dog. Yeah. But the man carrying the dog in the very nice suit 
The dog's not in the suit. The man is in the suit. Since you <laughs> are making me specify these things. <laughs> the man's a grumpy asshole is the point. Yeah. And the homeless man is just grinning ear to ear. And he takes off his bowler hat, and he goes into a bow, and he has a mohawk, and then his face gets spat on, and he spits in the man's face right back. And he's like, ha, that's fine, how do you do? And he runs away up the uh, little escalator there. Okay. So that's your first experience here in Boomguard, is watching this little scene play out. Dig it. Yes. So, you're standing in a bus station, what do you want to do? I don't know. At least you don't need to worry about Ashland and Herschel anymore. For the moment. Unless she figures out where we are. How the hell is she going to do that? I don't know. I mean, they might have connections and, you know. I don't know if she knows, uh, well, she, know, she I don't know if she knows Rosie's, or, or see, exactly, Leslie's real name. Uh, but she knows my name, and so she might, like, I don't know, have connections and be like, oh, and Alex Oberlin just got a job here. Well, in fairness, there are Herschel's restaurants pretty much all over the East Coast. Yeah. And they're starting to cross over to the West Coast, so it'd be hard for you to really run and hide in the most traditional sense. Yeah. Especially if you like fast food. I don't like Herschel's anymore. (laughs) That's a good thing. I'm not particularly cannibalistic. In fact, I'm not even slightly cannibalistic. Oh, don't lie. (laughs) You you love Long Pig. (laughs) Let's see. I guess we could maybe go find a hotel, see if they'll let us stay in exchange for work. That could work. Uh-huh. Yeah. A, lo- a lot of people seem to think, I don't know if that's a thing many places, but working in a discount hotel, a lot of people come looking for jobs and a place to stay, hoping to trade the two. I don't think they realize how expensive a hotel room is. <laughs> well, one thing I do know is that there are instances where people are actually provided a room like that. Mm-hmm. Um, usually in those situations, they're getting very, very little money back from the deal. Uh-huh. Um, or alternately, they're having to work a second job on top of the first one. Usually they're working the first one full time in order to actually survive. Yeah. Because I know at my hotel right now, uh, one of the other desk girls is staying at the hotel right now, but I don't know what the payment arrangement is. And I've not asked because it's not any of my business. But, like, um, in general, the owner doesn't let employees stay at the hotel. But the girl who's staying there right now has worked there for over a year. But he's talked about how he usually doesn't because it always, it never ends very well. Um, And I know we ran into issues at my last hotel because we had uh, a couple of rooms that had been kind of converted into uh, employee housing. And uh, I know the uh, assistant manager had one room. I don't know what the payment situation was or if it was just free because, you know, they have a manager on property. But I know... The owner got real annoyed because, uh, you know, other people who he was letting stay in the other rooms would, you know, fall behind on payments. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah, in fairness, staying at a hotel is kind of a last-ditch effort. Yeah, I mean, the, he wasn't charging them, like, hotel prices. I mean, he was he was charging them, I don't know what he was charging them, but, like, just a smaller monthly just rate. Just hand me ten bucks. Just it hand was, me ten it was, bucks. It was a lot more than that, but I don't know what it was. Ten bucks a night. Just hand me ten bucks yeah. a night. But yeah, for example, at my hotel, even just like a standard room for a week, it'd be like 450 bucks. And this is just, you know, a typical motel room with a mini fridge and a microwave. So speaking of which, as you're making your way street side, Mm -hmm. and you and Leslie are tootling along looking for something, anything, Mm -hmm. some clue of where to go. 
your phone begins to ring. Uh, what does the caller ID say? Casey. Oh, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that one, that one hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. Fuck it. I'm gonna answer the phone. Alright. What do you say? Uh, hey, Casey. <laughs> hey, Casey. Okay, Alex, where the fuck are you? Um, I, I quit. You, what? What did you expect to happen? I crashed two cabs in less than a week. I quit, okay? Okay, no, 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 no. Alright? You don't get to decide that you're just going to abruptly walk the hell out after crashing two cabs like that. Do you even realize how much damage you did? What do you mean? I wrecked the cab. That's, that's, that's a lot of damage. I realize that. The company expects you to pay some of those fines. Oh, that just didn't occur to you, Miss or Mr. Silence. Whatever you are, I've never been asked. I've never asked. I've always been so polite about it. But Mr. or Miss whatever you are, you never even considered that you would have to pay for some of the damage you did. Do you realize how much trouble I've been in trying to get hold of your ass? You know what, Casey? Just my last check. Keep it. It's all yours. Deal with it. And then I hang up. And then I block her number. Damn. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty pissed at her. <laughs> After her whatever you are comments, I'm, uh, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, it, it, fair, fair. But, uh, yeah. That, uh, damn. Damn. Then you get a tap on the shoulder. And it's the homeless man with the bowler hat pressed to his chest. Uh, hey dude, what's up? I can't help but hear that you just volunteered your last check to someone? Uh, it's a long story. Uh, it's some issues at my job, and uh, they wanted money, and so I told them to, just to keep my last paycheck. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry to interject into your life like this. I know this is coming out of nowhere, but you seem... Like, you would be a good fit for my club. And he pulls from his pocket this dingy little card. And he pushes it into your hand and says, Just think on it. Just just think on it. Okay, I'm going to look at the card. And the card has a street address. The card is otherwise blood red, has nothing on it except just a street address. And on the back is a little smile and two curling lines. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to put it in my pocket. And he doffs his cap and does a whole little twirl with it, slaps it onto his head, and then runs backward up the street until he reaches an alleyway, grabs hold of the dumpster there, flips himself up onto the dumpster, rolls over the dumpster, and then disappears away around the corner. Well, that was fucking weird. I don't know what to think of that. I... Leslie is really concerned. She did not like that. Yeah, the whole blood red color right now, I'm a little uh, admittedly adverse to it. Yeah, yeah, I can I can imagine that. That that's me talking, not not her. <laughs> um she just sort of nods very very silently. She's not saying a word. All right. So I'm going to continue on. I guess I probably Google the closest hotel or something. Okay. Like, the maps and shit. 
So you run a Google search. <laughs> as some Fnord trucks pass you. <laughs> Fuck up with your fucking Fnord. <laughs> Fnord! Um, so uh, you're, you're Googling this hotel. And you do get a couple of results right around the corner. Are they nicer hotels or shittier hotels? Both kind of shitty. Okay. Yeah, you're not going to be encountering anything super duper nice right yeah. now. Yeah, well, a, a nice hotel is probably going to say no, so. <laughs> so you proceed over to the first hotel on the list. And you head inside. And what do you want to say? Um, hey, uh, I'm new in town, and uh, I need a job and a place to stay. I was wondering if you guys do anything where you offer uh, a room for people in exchange for work. I'm the girl behind the desk. Sora looks up at you for a second, looks back down to the computer, and she's like, nah. Okay, uh, thanks anyway. Not even gonna press? Well, she, she d- dismissed so quickly, but... Okay. So you want to go to the second hotel on the list? Yeah, except this time I'm going to send uh, Leslie in. Okay. One second, I have to adjust a note. Cross my fingers and hope that she has a higher charisma than I do. What do I have for charisma? Six? You have a five. Also, you oh. uh, didn't actually try to press in any way, so there was no charisma anything there. Oh. There was just that lady being a bitch. <laughs> well, That's why that. I asked. I was Work like, do you want to press? <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Anyway, so you send Leslie in, mm-hmm. and... Is that a 20? That's a nat 20. <laughs> See, that's why I sent her in. She's cute. She gets stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she comes out, and she's like, we, we have a free place to stay for the night. Just for tonight? Yeah, I mean, they're going to have a start working next week, but um, yeah. Tonight is on them. They they liked my story. Oh, what what'd you tell them? That I just got free of a cult and that I'm looking for a place for me and my lover to hide from the cult. Oh, and my ears turned very, very red. <laughs> and then her ears turn very, very red and she, like, hides in a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And she... Toodles back inside. Okay. Well, I'm going to follow her in. And the person behind the desk just grins like a little animal. And just this big old grin staring at you, and he waggles his eyebrows at you. And I kind of look away awkwardly. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, what the hell, man? <laughs> so, with that little bit of blatant misogyny out of the way... <laughs> You proceed to the room, uh-huh. and it's not a fancy room, but it is a room to crash. So there's that. There's a microwave, there's a little mini fridge, there's a bed, there is a TV, and there's a working toilet and shower. And that's really all you need in life. Right. But, so, but we only get it for the one night. The, one, the first night is free, but after that, this week, you'll be working for next week. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, I'm picking up what you're, put, what you're putting down. You're stepping in what I'm laying? Uh, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. It's disgusting. Okay. It's stuck on your shoe. I'm going to scrape it off. You need to wash it. Okay. I need new shoes anyway. Probably just throw it out. Hidden poop role-playing game. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and Leslie's like, do you smell that? 
<laughs> anyway, no, no, no. So, actually, she does go into the bathroom. She's like, "Does this room smell weird to you?" Um. Uh, I mean, it smells like a shitty hotel room, but other than that, not really. Yeah, it just smells like mold. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you you have a place for the night. That that was actually a full success. Sweet, yeah, that natural twenty. <laughs> that natural twenty was good. Yeah. So congratulations, your job is your job. I, I'm a night auditor. <laughs> well, you're an FDA. Yeah. That is hotel lingo for front desk agent, or front desk associate, or forlorn damned asshole, or snored dumbass. <laughs> or Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> now, the, the bad news is um, you, you aren't making quite as much. Okay. The good news is it's not devastatingly low, but it is 40. That's pretty good considering I don't have to worry about... Is that already minus rent? Oh, no, no, it's not. Let me, let me subtract the rent okay. from that. So, subtracting rent uh, between the two of you both working, uh-huh. uh, you are, in fact, making 20. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, they're giving you a heavily discounted room, making you both work, and making you both contribute to that pay. Okay. But you're still making $20 a day, so you can at least afford, like, some food and maybe a new shirt once a year. $20 each or $20 total? Uh, $20 each. Okay. Per day. Cool. But she's keeping her money. Right, yeah. So, so don't get greedy. Okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm keeping a separate little money total down here okay. under contest. Okay, I'm going to give her $20 back out of my money because I'd added her 50 to it. And if you're keeping her money separate, so yeah, that puts me at $77.90. $77.90? Yeah, because her 30 uh, was, she put 30 towards, oh wait, no, 71 Because she had $56 that she had given me. Oh, so you're giving her 26 back? Yes, because the bus ticket was 30. Okay. Um, but it was 77.50, or now 71.50. Yeah, I meant 71.50. You said 90. So just double then, check then, that. Yeah, you've... then it was then it was minus the 26. I might have just said the wrong thing. Okay. Yeah. 71.50. It says 71.50 on my paper. Okay. Do you see? You want to see? Yes. Yes, I do want to see. Okay. I just want to make sure that Bran here isn't trying to get more money than she's actually worth. He says that, and yet... <laughs> you are only worth seventy one fifty. And yet, in, what was that, episode three, I, I gave him a hard time for letting me not die, even though I uh, rolled uh, crit fail. He was like, no, re-roll that. <laughs> so, before we go any further, I, I'm actually going to just tackle that real quick, because... An important thing, actually, we recorded a lot of these way in advance. Um, it, for example, is currently September ninth. Ninth. Yeah. I just want to make sure I wasn't losing. It's, my just, mind. it's September 9th at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. It's not even October. By the time that you're hearing this, I'm pretty sure it's going to be what? Probably November, but because yeah. this is episode five. Yeah, this is episode yeah. five. So, no, actually, like December. October, October. It depends on when November, in October November, we decide to December. drop episode one. Oh, yeah, because doesn't November have three weeks in it? And it's bi-weekly? I don't know. 
Oh, yeah, that's another thing, is this is going to be bi-weekly. I'm sure they're going to notice by the time episode 5 rolls around. <laughs> I, I would certainly hope you know by now, but uh, in case you guys haven't stepped in what we're laying down... <laughs> anyway... We're, we're plopping this out twice a week. Twice a week? Every other week. <laughs> so much new mythos. I'm sorry, it's getting late and I'm getting giggly. Yeah, so let's move on. Let's move on. But you wanted to address the thing first before we move on. put on a dress? What? Yeah, you know, because you're gender fluid. Oh, (laughs) yes. You like dressies sometimes. I do. Anyway, okay. So when I allowed a re-roll, or more in in specific, I demanded a (laughs) re-roll, my view on critical failures is that critical failures shouldn't exist to punish They should exist to add to the narrative and to the story. So, for example, if a character critically fails in combat, they shouldn't necessarily just automatically die. Instead, it should be that they might get a new scar, or they might slip and hurt themselves instead of hurting their opponent. But the idea is they aren't just being punished for a 1 out of 20 roll, because that's silly. The vice versa of that is that 20s shouldn't just be, oh, you're automatically good at everything. It's, you had a really positive something come out of this. So even if a 20 still failed, let's say the challenge is so high that a 20 is still a failure, that 20 is still going to give some kind of positive effect. There might be some positive spin on what happened. But that one... It wasn't going to be fun if she died. It wasn't going to be interesting if she had to create a brand new character on the spot three episodes in. It was just going to be depressing and problematic for the story, especially because by this point, it's you guys are just barely getting attached to Alex. You haven't gotten to know them long enough to really be... For the death to mean anything. Yeah, for for the death to be moving. So I was like, no, this is not going to be the end of this character. This is not going to be the end of this story right now. We're continuing on. I just killed another fruit fly by tapping it. I'm amazing. (laughs) So with that out of the way, let's, I guess, get back to the story proper. Okay, so she and I are in the hotel room. Mm -hmm. I guess getting settled in. Uh, I'm going to put my couple of outfits in the dresser okay uh she's just tossed her backpack onto the little desk um it's actually a very similar layout hotel room wise to the previous little motel room you were in and i'm doing that because i'm lazy <laughs> i'm not even gonna try and pretend that there's a I mean, different reason let's be honest you've seen one hotel room you've you've pretty much one cheap hotel room you've pretty much seen them all the biggest change is going to be in the peeling wallpaper and the holes <laughs> yeah in this, Stains on the carpet. <laughs> yeah. In this case, the wallpaper is kind of a dingy, orangey yellow color. Okay. It's almost the same color as a white wall would be after, say, 15 years of nicotine. Okay, so it's, does it smell like cigarettes? It does not. Okay. It's just a really crappy color of wallpaper. Okay. I don't know what the smoking laws are in Boomgard. So, she has tossed the backpack from her back onto the desk and flops backward onto one side of the bed and is just like, Ugh. 
I know we were just at a hotel room last night, but it feels like I haven't laid down on a soft surface in a week. I mean, to be fair, you were dead, so that's... Don't remind me. Don't, that's, don't remind God, me. I still can't get my head around that. I, I still can't get my head around the fact that uh, God isn't real, so, I mean... Yeah, I could have told you that a long time ago. I'm just trying to figure out how the powers worked. Powers? Yeah, it, there's this whole thing where if you're with the Order long enough, then you can ask God for miracles. Like what? Like reinforcements, like healing wounds, like... God, there's there were so many different things that people did. Did um did anybody ever like teleport? Um I mean there was an angel that did it. Weird. Why do you ask? Um cuz I I can kind of do that sometimes. I I not on purpose usually. Usually it just kind of happens. Um, but when I was, uh, going to try to rescue you, uh, trying being the, you know, key word there, I, uh, I managed to do it and I, yeah, got up to the second floor. And she's sitting up and she's sort of getting off of the bed very slowly and she grasps the sides of your face and runs her fingers very gently through your hair and just staring at you for a long minute. And she's like, do you think that? One of your parents may have been an angel. I am blushing very strongly being this close to her. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I... I don't know. Um, I don't I don't really talk to my parents. I'm, I can tell you neither of them are angels, though. Well, I mean... Maybe it wasn't one of your parents that you know. Maybe... Maybe it was kept a secret from you. I don't know. And she just very gently caresses your hair and pulls her hands away and takes a few steps back, folding her arms gently across her chest. And it does an interesting thing with her chest, actually, raising it a little bit. And (laughs) your eyes just naturally focus on it for a split second, and then you peel them away. Yeah. She turns around and returns back over to the bed and uh, is just smoothing it out and looking over the pillow. And she's like, well, good news. No bed bugs. Oh, that is good news. There's, uh, you know, we, we've had such good luck already since we got here. You know, weird homeless guy aside. Uh, you hate, hate to, you know, have to deal with that. That guy made me really, really uncomfortable. Something about him. Yeah, I was not into that. I was, yeah, I... I, I pull out the um, uh, little uh, grubby little business card thingy again, and I look at the address, and I'm going to put it into my phone and like see where it is in relation to where we are. And it's actually an address for a bar about two blocks away. Huh. Uh, so it looks like it was just a card for a bar. I guess. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh. Maybe, he's, maybe it's just like some hipster shit or something. Yeah, I could believe it. This dumbass city. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
while we're here, we've still got a little bit of money left. Do we want to get some drinks tonight? Yeah, I mean, we might as well celebrate, you know, you being alive and us having a, the roof over our head and a job. Jobs. Well, yeah, I could see celebrating with you being fun. And she sort of smiles and picks up her backpack and toodles over into the bathroom and closes the door. All right. Yeah. Uh, Hot date. Yeah. I, you should change yeah. into one of your less grubby outfits. Maybe yeah. maybe the nice sweatpants for this <laughs> evening. <laughs> I, well, it's August, so I'm sure I've been wearing shorts. Other than the pair of sweatpants I have from the police. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... Uh, I go over my clothes. What do I have for clothes anyway? I've got a pair of black jeans that are, have a big gash in them from where I stabbed myself. A black t-shirt. That's uh, soaked in your uh, lady friend's blood from yeah. when she was killed. <laughs> That's a very strange <sighs> sentence. Yeah. <laughs> you you do have one nice pair of pants, though. Okay. Uh, just in case you had to try and find a new job because mm-hmm. you were anticipating having problems holding down that job. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that pair of pants is specifically, it's not like, um, it's, it's not a pair of slacks. It, it's kind of almost a classic pair of trousers. Okay. Uh, and I know from experience that these still exist because I actually own like five pairs of them. They're wonderful. They're great kind of pants to own. And actually, I've been seeing more and more of them while you're scribbling down some cute notes. Just writing down what I have for clothes. That's a terrible idea. Why? Because I'm not going to keep track of your I clothes. I am. Even if only so I can, like, picture what the fuck I'm wearing. Nothing at all. You. Ah. Anyway, um, oh, speaking I've of I've decided which, I have three t-shirts. One of them is black, one of them is gray, and one of them is white because I'm very creative. Speaking of which, by the way, everybody, uh, I don't know if anyone's knows, but as of tonight, even though it's not going to matter for several more months... I'm actually going to open up the submission box on the Mythos blog so that even though it would be for hypothetically submitting things to be posted to the blog, I am going to be submitting it so that, or opening it so that you guys can submit, say, if you want uh, fan art, if you doodle any pictures. Please. Pretty please. We would love fan art. Um, preferably not nude fan art because yeah. I mean you can do that if you want, but just you know keep that for like the rule thirty four blogs and that or send a deviant art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Jinx, Jinx, you owe me the lima Rita that you already gave me earlier. That did you I... even finish it or is it still sitting? It's abandoned? still sitting there, abandoned, slowly no. becoming warm. Are you not going to drink it? I have no idea yet. I'll probably get to it. Do you want it back? I mean, I I, I just I I'm strongly opposed to alcohol abuse. Speaking of alcohol, Alex definitely would like a drink. <laughs> is there any of the bourbon left? No, the bourbon is all gone. Okay, we finished that off. All right. Yeah, you, you killed that, you fucking luscious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, your best next option is, in fact, going to that bar. So, while she's in the bathroom changing, would you like to be in the main room changing? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. So, I'm going to uh, put these trousers on, and uh, let's say I have one button-up shirt, and I put that on. Okay. As you're buttoning up the button-up shirt, she emerges from the bathroom and she eyeballs you with something of a smirk as she's watching you button it up. I'm just kind of nervous about it. She has a better idea of what you have in your pants. Ah. Yeah. Because she got a look at your chest. Ah. Yes. 
audience will still never know. <laughs> but let's just say that she is not displeased. So that's that's a good. That is a good and won't be a problem to deal with later. Yay. Yay. So she's giving you this sort of sidelong smirk and turns away. But you can still see her trying to sneak a peek in the mirror on the other side of the room. <laughs> so she's still watching with this little smirk on her face. Um, I Even though I'd very much like to turn away out of... Uh, uh... Privacy? I was thinking like bashfulness, but yeah, um, I don't because I'm I'm pathetically attempting to flirt, and this seems to be working. It is truly pathetic. <laughs> I am, I am endeared by how pathetic it is, <laughs> which is exactly how she's feeling. <laughs> so anyway, so what she is now wearing is. It's basically just another dress. Uh-huh. It's not that it's necessarily cuter than the previous dress. But she feels cuter in it, and she's expressing that very adamantly in just the way that she's flouncing around the room a little bit. Okay. Yeah. She She's letting you closer in this sense. She She's letting you see this other gentler side of her than she showed you, you know, when she was trying to kidnap a child. Yeah. So that's, that's something. That's a start. And she sort of smiles and is... Uh, rummaging around in her backpack for what money she has how far away did you say the bar is two blocks two blocks okay that's right that's what i thought yep technically walkable getting a little long but still technically walkable. two blocks is so walkable are you joking two blocks can be long i guess especially in a new york-esque city not yeah. that i've ever been to new york but still i've visited and a block can be long yeah two blocks it's walkable but it's getting long. Well, well, and that's will. how the New York audience was lost. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Uh, are you ready to go? I was just going to ask you the same thing. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. And I, I offer her my hand. And she sort of grins. And she puts, instead of putting her hand in yours, instead she slides her arm through yours. Okay. So you're leading her arm first, out the door, out of the hotel, and the guy at the desk is just grinning at you guys. And you make your way down along the streets, which are full of some really weird motherfuckers. Just just gonna throw that out there. Please describe them. Some of the weird motherfuckers? Yeah. So some of these weird mofos on the street include a man who is wearing a sock on his head. Um, there is a lady who is carrying a tiny chihuahua inside of a briefcase. And there's a little tiny plastic window on the briefcase that the chihuahua is staring through. Um, there is the man who is juggling what looked to be silverware from a kitchen set. Um, there is a street magician who... As opposed to silverware from a garage set? No, like plastic silverware. (laughs) I'm going to throw this deck of cards at you since we're not using it as a prop anymore. (laughs) Yes, everyone, I kept the deck of cards handy just in case, by some weird chance, we ended up back in that other place. But I digress. (laughs) There's also a street magician out there who is in fact doing card tricks, but with a completely normal, harmless deck of cards. And yet still, a shiver goes down Alex's spine. It does indeed. Yes. But before long, you guys have reached this little tiny bar. And the only logo 
or indeed name of the bar in any kind, is just a weird neon doodle of a smiley face and two curling lines. And that's the only way you know you've reached the right place. But when you walk in, there's a layer of smoke hanging towards the top of the bar. This is clearly a place that hasn't caught up with the rest of the world in that regard. (laughs) And instead of tables, the entire room is basically lined with low, flat, well, technically tables, but coffee tables surrounded by armchairs with people just slunk down into them drinking heavy, thick beers. There is some uh, funky indie music playing in the background. Um... Just as a point of reference for, say, the listeners, uh, try listening to, I think it was Glory Box by Portishead, and that should provide a point of reference of sort of the music that's playing in here. Yes, I've thought this place out a little bit too goddamn much. So, the bartender is in fact the guy who was wearing the bowler hat over his mohawk. And he still is. And I mean, it hasn't really been that long. It's been a few hours. Oh, has it? Okay. Yeah. Um, he looks at you guys, and he smiles, and he nods. And he's like, come on over here, come on over here. You want a drink? You guys want a drink? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's why we're here. And he smiles, and he nods, and he's like, good, good, it's good to have you guys. And he lays down a couple of shot glasses, gets a martini shaker, fills it with a few different uh, brands of alcohol and a few different kinds of alcohol, shakes it up real good. Drops down a couple of shots and lights them both on fire. And plumes of blue flame are just lancing up out of these glasses. And he grins and he's like, bottoms up. Uh, I blow my shot out and then I drink it. You go to blow the shot out. And when you do, the flame arcs higher for a second in a bright verdant green and then disappears. It's like party magic with booze. <laughs> you can't go wrong. And Leslie is so delighted by this display that she immediately blows her uh, hers out as well. And she's laughing in delight as it turns green and disappears. And you said you were immediately doing the shop? Mm-hmm. You do the shop. Roll the d20. 13. It's delicious, but it makes your jaw immediately clench up. Hmm. It's very, very tangy. You can't quite place what fruit it is, but you do recognize that it's a fruit flavor. Okay. And it, it it's just locking down your jaw. And then watching your reaction and laughing, Leslie immediately drinks hers as well. <laughs> and the guy behind the bar is just grinning and nodding. He's like, I like you guys. I like you guys. I was right about you guys. Uh, can I get uh, a uh, uh, Corona? Oh, come on. We don't serve the normal mainstream stuff. Come on, pick something a little interesting. Okay, well, uh, some light beer then, I guess. All right, all right, light beer. All right. Uh, Do you like it hoppy or do you like it mild? Uh, I like like a a bitter would be good. Bitter? Okay. And he starts digging around in this little cooler. And he pulls out this bottle. It's almost lime green. And he pours it into this big old pint glass, and he slides it down the bar to you, and you catch it. No problem. I'm not even going to make your roll for you. You're just like, done. And sippy sippy, I guess? Yeah. Start uh, drinking my drink. It 
doesn't taste particularly fanciful. It's not as flamboyant as the bottle was. Uh huh. But it's clear that someone put a lot of time and energy into really crafting this to be the best damn beer that they could. Mm-hmm. It's like, obviously, they aren't the best damn beer maker in the world, but uh-huh. they really had a passion for it. Uh-huh. And Leslie's like, bourbon on the rocks. Just bourbon on the rocks. And he's like, can do. So he sends that down her way. And he's just standing there wiping out a couple of glasses. And he's like, so what brings you kids to town? Oh, you know, we just uh, needed a fresh start. And Leslie's laughing. She's like, we were being pursued by a cult. And he's like, uh, yeah, we get that. We get that around here. Yeah, 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 I bet you get all types. Oh, you'd have, n- you have no idea. Is there anything else you'd like to ask him right out of the gate? Uh, so what, exa- what do you call this bar? It's the Dandies. Okay. Where, where, where'd you get the name from? From my club. Okay, and your club is the Dandies? The Dandy Luciferians. The Dandy Luciferians? Is that, um, like, a satanic church type thing? Yeah, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. It, it's, it's a whole thing. It's not satanic, but it's a whole thing. I mean... The name kind of says otherwise, but I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not here to tell you what your thing is about. There's a difference between Satanism and Luciferianism, but it's it's all mishmashed words. It's 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 not such a big difference that I'm gonna tell you no, but it is enough of a difference where I'm not gonna say yes, boy, you exactly got it right. Uh, it's all a hedonistic good time, right? Pretty much. It's all about knowing how to get the most out of life, and knowing not to let someone slam a boundary in your face just because they're wearing a pretty cloak. And that makes Leslie's eyes light up, and she jerks her head up, and she's like, oh. And he's like, ah! She gets it. I, I don't get it. Can, what, what, Leslie, what's he talking about? The dandy Luciferians. It's the L- Luciferians. He's talking about the Order of St. Tenant. He knows about the Order of St. Tenant. They are another cult. They know about the Order of St. Tenant. Yeah, we, we know about it. Don't worry. You're not, you're not going to be pursued here. We, we don't give a shit. You're good. You're good. All right. I'm, I'm not entirely convinced, but I, I'm, I have a beer in my hand, and I am happy about that fact. And he sort of tilts his head. Did you say anything? No, I just, I'm kind of awkwardly just, you know, okay, whatever you say, buddy. Yeah, he sort of tilts his head at you, and he's like, you don't believe me, do you? I, 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 don't mind me. I don't, I don't know. Oh, believe me, I'm not minding you one bit. But let me tell you, those doors will never be locked. You can come in, you can leave, makes no difference. Someone will always be here, someone will always hear you out. You will never be trapped. One side of the door or the other. Okay. And he whistles a happy little tune, and he bumps his cap against the glass, and he places the glass on the shelf. Uh, hey, I didn't uh, catch your name, Dandy Man. Dandy Man, I like that. <laughs> well, I mean, you could call me Dandy Man, I like that. <laughs> I'm so happy I got to use that. <laughs> The dandy man can, because he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. <laughs> My name is Randall Queen. Randall Queen? Nice Randall to meet Queen. you. Nice to meet you. I'm Alex. Alex. Oberlin. 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 Isn't that, uh, that would be Germanic, right? Uh, yeah. 
family over from the uh, from the Gotmas? Uh, I, I guess. I mean, I never really paid that much attention to our genealogy. Ah, ah, one of those, one of those. I know how it is. I used to not care about my family's anything. It, it was all boring. But then I found out my family has a long history as a bunch of rebels and revolutionaries. And that, I can tell you, my friend, is really juicy shit, especially when you're in this club. I, I believe I, I I find it so hard to believe I say sarcastically uh, that uh, you came from a line of rebels. And he sort of grins for a second. He's like, "You want you want to see a trick? Yeah, show me a trick." And he shows his hand, both sides empty, uh-huh. and he slams on the bar twice. And then he opens his hand, and this heavy ass copper coin, smoking and stinking of brimstone falls onto the bar and then he picks it up and he hands it to you or is offering to hand it to you all right i take it from him on one side of the coin is a pentagram on the other side of the coin is the bar's logo and like i said this coin stinks of brimstone i dig it right is this some kind of magic and he, he grins and he's like well i mean magic which kind of magic? The magic magic. You, you know, <laughs> not not the focus focus magic. The magic magic. I can dig it. We all do here. It's, it's good <laughs> stuff. Unfortunately, we don't actually have the power ourselves. That's kind of what the whole point of the club is. I, I kind of look over at Leslie to see how she's reacting to all this. She is really goddamn nervous. But that said... She's not running. She's sipping her bourbon and just sort of watching quietly. Just sort of seeing that everything stays on the level. If you'd like, you can ask her what she's thinking. Well, I figure she's not going to like necessarily say, uh, well, the dude's right there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, if you'd like, you can ask him for some privacy. Um, well, it's, uh, it's been nice uh, talking to you, Randall, and I'm going to kind of just turn towards her. He's like, absolutely, absolutely. Here's my phone number. And he really quick slides his finger across the uh, bar counter. And when he pulls it away, there's a piece of paper there with a little phone number scrawled out. Okay, I'm going to pocket it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just mentioning that because I wrote him down on your contacts list already. Sorry. Okay, I'll <laughs> jot him down too. Randall, after handing you the little slip of paper with his phone number, can take a hint. He's like, you two have fun. And he toodles over to the other side of the bar, and he's washing a few more glasses and gaming squared away. Okay. So what do you want to say? Or do. Or do. As in run away. <laughs> Leslie, are you, are you okay? You, you look kind of uncomfortable. I was always told that these people are evil and insane. I mean, he definitely seems a little wacky. I'm... I'm scared... But I don't know if I have a reason to be. I mean, you know, if you want, we can, you know, just finish our drinks and, and pick a different bar. I mean, that's fine with me. I don't, I don't want you to feel unsafe or anything like that. Well, and I, I don't feel unsafe. I just, I'm worried that I'll suddenly feel unsafe. I'm, I'm worried that the mood will turn, especially if I suddenly show that I'm as nervous as I am. So you go back to drinking your beer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, Randall stays by his word and is just keeping his distance, just 
doing his thing. When it hits about nine, he sort of nods at you guys and heads into a back room and then comes out and heads out the door. And then about four minutes later, someone that's actually just been sitting in one of the chairs gets up, goes into that back room, comes out, and goes behind the bar. Hmm. Does the person look any different after having left the back room? No. I'm just, I'm just excited I'm finally actually introducing these guys because I've had them in my head for about seven years. And you've never gotten to use them in a campaign? Yeah, no one's ever encountered these mofos. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's like, they're so mild, but they've got so much that they do, so many fingers and so many pies, mm. that even though they do so many things, no one actually ends up bumping into them because they're just not engaging in the same pies, so to speak. <laughs> They're not. They're not fingering those same pies. <laughs> what's uh, What's Leslie doing? Uh, she has finished her drink and is with one finger just spinning the ice cubes in the glass. She's just twirling them. Do you uh, Do you want to head somewhere else? I mean, where do you want to go? I, I'm fine. I, you know, don't want to spend too much money. You know, as we. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, do we want to go back to the room? Uh, sure, yeah, fine with that. Okay. And she sort of pats your leg again, a little higher than the knee this time. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, offers you a hand to sort of get you off of the bar stool. Yeah, I take her hand. Right. And she does not let it go as you guys make your way over to the door and out the door. And the two blocks back to the apartment. Alright. Or the hotel. Uh, may as well be a goddamn yeah. apartment. Yeah. Uh, the really crappy tiny one-room apartment. Yeah. Here's an intermission. Here's an intermission. Here's an intermission. The GM fell asleep. Alrighty, and we are back. Sorry about that, guys. Between me having human sleep requirements and a hurricane, we got thrown a little off schedule there, but we are back. So, Brown, you are... Did you just call me Brown? Bran. Bran. <laughs> Bran. 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 Sorry, I'm I'm a little bit loopy today, guys. I got a lot of sleep, and I'm drinking a little strawberry margarita from Bud Light. A strawberita, if you will. Are you being paid for that joke? I wish. Exactly. I'm not a shill, but I would happily be one. This episode would be brought to you by Hydronics Dice, but we haven't been contacted by them yet. Please contact us. Please. Pretty please. Okay. Focusing in. So, a little time is going to pass unless you have any objections. Uh, no. All right. Let me actually double check how much time is passing because I made a note to myself here. I can't remember if it's one week or two weeks. I want to say I decided on two weeks. Okay, so apparently it's Thursday, September 10th. I don't remember how much of a time gap that was. I think it was like two weeks. I might have written the date down somewhere. I can't remember. Let's see. Let me see if I did. Did someone write down the date? God, I Uh, hope so. I didn't. Uh, I could probably fix my contact list, though, that shows Rosie as being deceased. Or I could just add in Leslie as an additional person, because I guess let you Rosie know, is cor- Correct that. Cor- correct it. No, I'm change- I'm adding Leslie, and Rosie's still deceased. <laughs> okay, I know how to find out how much of a time gap I put in by checking 
Never mind. I oh wait, no, it just reloaded. There we go. Okay. How did I screw that up so badly? Okay, so it has been a couple of weeks. It is actually, according to this timeline that I was typing up independently of the other, uh, Friday, September 13th. I was dun, wrong dun, about dun. things. So I'm going to correct that on the note here to keep track of this. So it's, it's not 2018 in Mythos World, is it? No, it is 2AR, okay. or two years after the reset. Okay. Yes. Uh, to clarify that, because some people aren't going to check the blog. Um, assholes. Don't call them assholes. Call them lazy. Okay. You lazy assholes. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, uh, so on the blog, there's this mention that a couple of years prior in the Mythos world, there was a cataclysm where this Lovecraftian-esque entity descended down from the universe. And it was specifically here to try and consume the existence of people on multiple timelines. It failed because three heroes stepped up to bat to fight it off. In the process, however, the timelines across basically all of reality got so scrambled that at this juncture, no one actually knows what history looked like because everyone remembers a slightly different version of what happened at various points in time. Who were the three heroes? I can only mention one of them here because one of them is actually still a player and the other two have politely left the game. Um, so one of the heroes was actually a woman named Shelley Mullen. She was a cop who had been undercover for a while and then started to help the two other people that I can't name for probable legal reasons. I'm not sure, but I'm going to assume legal reasons. The, the, the characters belong to other people, so we're respectfully not mentioning them. That's the phrasing. In case you haven't picked up on it, Shelley Mullen was my character. That's a true fact. Uh, so the deal with Shelley Mullen specifically was that she was this cop. This is getting way off topic, but... We'll fill in the time gap. Why not? Um, So Shelley Mullen was this cop who got involved with these two other heroes in stopping supernatural crises across this city, such as a zombie apocalypse. She got a couple of her fingers bitten off by a zombie. She did. It was a bad day. It was a bad day. However, the problem is, in this timeline, she didn't manage to save the city from zombies. There is a city out on the West Coast where zombies actually did take over the city and have since been contained, but only contained because the person in control of them, an irate teenager, is still alive and well in charge of the city. Now, since you chose to just play along with the two-week time jump or two-weeks-ish time jump, I'll go at... Are you getting distracted by a kitty? Me? Never. Look, his tail was right by my hand. What was I supposed to do? Pull on it, really? Uh, No, I I love cats too much. Nikki. Nikki. I'm listening. Nikki is my cat. I can't. Okay. I need to play with a kitty. We're getting really off topic again. So. Do we need an intermission again? A cat playing with intermission? Here's an intermission, here's an intermission, here's an intermission, because the cat is cute. (laughs) Anyway, okay. Now that I've done that twice, we're going to continue as if everything is normal. Everything's normal. 
Nothing is normal when you're playing with a kitty. Or playing Mythos. Also true. That was my knuckle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't expect it to be quite that loud. It'd be funny if it, the microphone didn't pick it up and the people are just like, what? But I'm sure it did. Anyway, go on. Probably. Pop that loud? That, yeah. that, was, that was sizable. Pop goes the weasel. All right, let's go. So you are standing at the front desk. Uh, is there anything that you've done in the last two weeks that you would like to at least mention? Um, well, uh, let's see. Uh, I've been pretty bored. Um, so most of my time is spent, uh, either working or hanging out with Leslie. She likes to go to the gym. I don't really like going to the gym, but I do it anyway, uh, cause she wants me to. When she's working, I'm not really allowed to just loiter in the, uh, lobby. So I usually go down to, uh, Dandy's and have a drink or two and, uh, hang out with Randall. So it's safe then to assume that you guys have become fairly close and chummy. Randall and I? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So you mentioned you've been hitting the gym. Yep. Congratulations. I'm going to be a beneficent dictator. Beneficent? <laughs> Is that maleficent meets... Uh... No, beneficent's a real word. Get what? off my dick. I'm going to... I... Are you sure you don't mean uh, benevolent? benevolent? I am sure I don't okay, mean benevolent. Okay, I'm Googling this because I don't believe you. I will Google... How do you spell that? How do you think you spell it? I don't know. Beneficent. Oh, fuck me sideways. It is a real, real word. Of a person, generous or doing good. All right, fuck you. Anyway. You were going to say? Okay, so you're beneficent and shit. Change your fortitude to five. Yeah, It's been four. They're getting a slight yeah. upgrade. So the current standings for their trait scores are fortitude five, hand eye five, speed six, charisma five, intelligence seven, and instinct nine. I have high instinct. You yeah. are so high. According to my stats, I also have a fear of vampires and I'm an alcoholic. Oh yeah, there is that. I mean, it's pretty clear you're an alcoholic considering how much time you're spending at the bar. But, I mean, I'm saying all this as she takes a big swig of her strawberry top. It's <laughs> <laughs> such a nightmare noise. I'm gonna consume your dreams. Anyway, now that I've haunted all of you. So, Alex, you are standing at the front desk. Okay. It is about halfway through your shift. Okay. What shift did you choose to take? Are you night, morning, afternoon, evening? Um, I mentioned night first because we both work nights. It is true. Uh, Clank. Yeah, that sounded like it hurt. Um, rings. That was your rings. Okay. I'm going to take um, them off and set them to the side. Okay, sounds like fun. Um, I See, one of the downsides of working night shift is it, it does interfere with drinking, uh, depending on when you sleep. So probably not night. So probably not night. She's uh, probably working night. Leslie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I work second shift and get done at 11 p.m. And so from there, I usually go down to Dandy's. Yeah. Hang out with the Dandy Luciferians. You said that, like, it's Rastafarian, but it's Luciferian. Like, cats uh, are furry. Are they furries? They're not furries. Okay. But they are anarchist punks. Okay. Which is kind I of bet cool. some of them are furries. You wish. Not really. I don't. I'm pretty indifferent to the whole thing. But if we're talking about hedonism and stuff, furry path fits in with that. You're, you know, you weren't giving me shit for being distracted by the cat. 
You're absolutely right because the cat was with you and not me, and now he's with me and everything is good. And the world. no, don't leave me. <laughs> he just left me. Okay. Uh, he's off to bother the dog. Oh nope, he's off to lick his butt. Okay. So now that we've examined my cat licking his anus, <laughs> we're gonna move on now. I'm getting the best expression out of Bran right now. It's magnificent. <laughs> We're not going to need any more plot. This episode's going to be long enough with us just dicking around. <laughs> anyway, go on. Dicking around, dicking around. Okay, I'm going to stop singing, I promise. There's a bug in my face. There's always a bug in your face. And her name is Brannigan. Ouch. Ah. Cut me deep, Noel. Cut me real deep. Oh, I didn't mean to. Anyway, okay, focusing. <laughs> so you're at the front desk. Your shift is almost over. What would you like to do? Uh, let's see. T- take a page out of my real life job. I'm going to surf Reddit. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So you're surfing Reddit, trying to just zone out and mind your own business mm-hmm. and have a grand old dandy time. Nice uh, point, shift. Puns. Because uh, um, the dandy Lucifer. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Luciferians, not the Luciferians. There you go. They're not Rastas. They're not smoking weed. I yet. bet some of them are. You're going to make that joke every time I say anything about the Luciferians, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. You are so predictable. Mm-hmm. So, this gentleman comes up to the desk, and he is wearing a heavy-ass coat. And he's got a very short haircut and very angry eyes. And he walks up to you. Bug. <laughs> <laughs> he, he walks up to you, and he does not say bug. <laughs> but instead, he takes out his ID... And sets it on the counter and says, checking in. Okay, uh, did you have a reservation? Yes, under the name Hallbeck. Hallbeck? Alright, uh, yeah. if I could just get uh, your credit or debit card also, please. And he fishes around in his pocket until he pulls out a beat-up looking credit card. Okay, does it match the name on his ID? It does. Okay. Some Good really, try. Some really exciting hotel role playing here. <laughs> oh, you gotta know it. So he hands over his credit card, and you get it read into the computer. The cat is still just rubbing all over my leg. And you hand the credit card back, and you fish out his uh, card keys and the key packet. Mm-hmm. And you hand them to him. And he looks at them for a long second, and then... Walks away without a word. No thank yous, no questions, just walks away. That's pretty standard, so. Not not where I work. So It's I mean, pretty standard where I work. I, I make sure I tell everybody things before I hand them the keys, because as soon as you hand them the keys, they're fucking gone. They don't give a shit. Sh- eh. They don't give a shit about anything. In my situation, I hand them the keys, and then even if I've answered their questions, they proceed to ask the same questions five times. Oh, yeah, for sure. I could point and say, okay, your room is down this way, and it's um, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, okay, where's the room, and the Wi-Fi password, and what time is breakfast, even though I just answered all those. The cat's claws are stuck in my jeans. Oh, one of the claws is. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> there he goes. Startled him. Bye, kitty. Sorry, Nikki. He looked at her like, I'm going to kill you in your sleep one day. <laughs> He's too sweet, though. Anyway. He threatens a lot of people regularly because he's a big fur boy. Because he's a cat, and that's what they do. Kitty, 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 kitty. Okay, focus. <laughs> so he storms off, and then... He storms off, or he just walks off? Is he very angry? He sounds angry by default. You're pretty sure anger is his default feeling. Okay. So he storms off, 
and he's just gone around a corner. Moments later, Leslie pops around that corner. Okay. And she toodles up to the desk, and she's like, hey, cutie. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, you know. You ready? For... what? The end of your shift, ding dong. It's not the end of my shift yet. It is. Oh, okay. That was the end of your shift. Oh, okay. That's literally the last guy you had to check in. I thought you said earlier that... um... It was right near the end of your shift. Oh, okay. Those are the words that came out of my mouth. Okay, apparently I am Had an aneurysm? Something like that. I thought you said it's like the middle of my shift, but okay. No, I said it's right near the end of your shift. Okay, well, apparently I need to pay attention. And stop playing with cats. That's right. It's not my fault. He's very cute. And he's coming back. He's coming back. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just push him on his way. Okay, no, he's going to you. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I need to take this. <laughs> Excuse me, I need to take this. <laughs> Go on. This is the Go worst on. podcast ever. <laughs> Listen to us pet cats and pretend we're going to role play. That doesn't actually happen. <laughs> and now we're just going to laugh at ourselves like idiots. <laughs> Okay, so. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. The end of my shift. I'm. I am always ready for that. You sound so sure of yourself right now. She. She said that. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's in character too. She's laughing at you, (laughs) and she's she walks around the desk and she pushes you towards the back office. Like, go clock out. Just go clock out. Get yourself a drink. You need it. Go. <laughs> okay. Uh, bye. I'll see you in the morning. And she grins and winks at you and pushes on you a little more <laughs> to say, get the fuck out of here. Go have fun. Okay. So. God damn it, you we're chuckle so fuck. Dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're so dumb? There you go. She pointed at herself. Since that was a non-audible gesture, we will say she pointed at herself. My mouth was full of alcohol, sorry. <laughs> what was your mouth full of? Alcohol. Ah. Okay, I'm trying to get into character, okay? <laughs> then why is my mouth full of alcohol? Maybe Leslie is a secret drinker. You clock out, presumably. Yeah. And you make your way over to the bar, presumably. Mm-hmm. And as you're walking in, Randall sees you and is like... Hey, buddy! It's good to see you. Hey, how's it going, Randall? I don't remember if this is the correct voice for him. I think it is. It seems right. Uh, We're going to run with it. Yeah. Guys, if if suddenly the voice changed dramatically... It's Noel's fault. We'll chalk it up to Randall is severe alcoholic too. <laughs> and he had an aneurysm and his That's everything <laughs> changed. He, he stroked. He he, stroked. He's constantly switching between fugue states. <laughs> I have dis- <laughs> I have dissociative identity disorder. Don't mind me. <laughs> anyway, so he grins at you and starts immediately preparing your usual drink. Okay. And your usual drink is uh, amaretto sour. Not really though. That's that's what I like. But uh, Alex uh, likes bourbon and coke. How terribly trite and normal of them. I love it. So, I can't say anything. I like gin and Sprite. Anyway. Hairspray. That's correct. That that drink is actually technically called a hairspray. Because if it's made wrong, it literally tastes like hairspray. (laughs) 
So now I want to know who's going out there tasting hairspray and knows that. Uh, women in the eighties. Okay. You're sitting there, you're gabbing, you're spraying your hair with aerosol until it's ten feet tall, and you you taste a lot. Yeah. It actually happened to me once. I was sitting there on a speakerphone call and trying to style my hair, and oh yeah, I got a mouthful of hairspray. It was not a good experience. Oh, the kitty's back. (laughs) (laughs) I love how immediately he changes the tone of everything happening. One of these days, we're going to be in the middle of this just dramatic scene where everybody's dying. Hi! Hi! Hi, You mean that hasn't already happened? I'm pretty sure that happened in episode three. Was that the episode with Zach? Yes. Yes. Yes, it did. (laughs) There you go. So, you get to the bar and you're just enjoying your bourbon and coke. And Randall's like, so, how was work? Oh, there's this weird angry guy at the end of my shift. But other than that, everything was pretty normal. Weird angry guy. That, That sounds like it describes most of your clientele. Yeah, pretty much. That sounds absolutely miserable. I don't know why you do it. Uh, because they let me live there for cheap, and uh, I don't have anywhere else to go. And now I know why you do it. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So Randall goes about doing his thing. There's a few actual regulars in the bar now besides you, and not all of them seem to be Luciferians. Mm-hmm. Like you, you've started you've started to recognize their type. They're usually in slacks, vests. Um, some of them are wearing little trilbies, which, yes, everyone, when you think of the short little fedora thing, that's not actually a fedora. A fedora has a wide brim. I know hats. Fuck off. It's a trilby. <laughs> Regardless, they're worn by neckbeardy types. Yes. So you've got a few. And also that... Luciferians. Yes. So you've got some of those. You've got some bowler hats. You've got some people that wear trucker hats. Most of them wear red and black. It's just kind of their thing. But you've got other people in here who seem completely normal and completely just disconnected from the craziness around them because you have Luciferians doing all kinds of weird shit around the room. You've got a Luciferian who's having fun refilling his glass by gesturing at it. It just fills right back up. That's a pretty dope power. Yeah. Saved me a lot of money. Yes. And there's another guy who sits there and he snaps his fingers and the jukebox changes what it's playing. So you get an idea. They're doing all sorts of stuff, and these Joe Schmoes around the room are just completely tuned out to it. They just mm. don't care that they're surrounded by very obviously magical people. They, they, do they notice, or they just don't care? They don't care. Okay. At all. They're they're having a good time. They're probably, if you had to guess, tourists, because... Oh, you, this is the big city. There are weird people here. Yeah. Um, it's very probable that's exactly what's happening. So, Randall's going about his business, and you're having a drink, and you're surrounded by really weird people. Is there anything in particular you'd like to do besides drink? I definitely slurred my words and had a stroke. (laughs) I'm going to keep drinking for the moment. Going to keep drinking? Yeah. All right. Uh, How many drinks are you going to go through? Are you just going to keep drinking until you're done? Are you going to cap yourself, or are you going to go full alcoholic and just wage war on the (laughs) fucking wall of liquor? Um, well, I'm going to drink steadily, but I'm probably going to stay there until closing time. All right, I'm going to have you roll a d20. The idea was you throw it into the little yeah, it, dice it tray. We have, a, we have a little dice thing uh, for this round of the game, and uh, I was trying to throw my die at it, and um, Missed entirely, just threw it into a chair. And then I rolled an eight. Okay. Am I drunk? Uh, you have a really good buzz going. You're not quite drunk. 
Uh, if you didn't get that fortitude boost, you probably would be pretty heartily sloshed. Cool. Yes. How much do these drinks cost me? Are we going to keep track of that or no? Since we're keeping track of monies. Are we just going to assume that Randall likes me and just gives me alcohol because I hang out there? I'm going to go ahead and actually... How much money did it? Because that's a whole lot of accounting because that's two weeks and... Yeah, yeah. what I'm going to go ahead and say actually, I'm going to scratch off any money you would have earned in those two weeks and assume you've either spent it on stupid shit or drinks or food or drinks or food um just so that way we don't have to do any accounting and yeah, at this point randall likes you enough, and i don't want to do that exactly Let's at this point honest. randall likes you enough that he's probably slipping you a few free drinks on the side i dig it right it's, it's nice to be friends with the bartender yes so you are just hammering these drinks you're getting a really good buzz going the bar is closing Everyone's gone except for a few Luciferians. Mm-hmm. And Randall looks at the clock and looks at you and says, It's about 2 a.m., buddy. <sighs> All right. Wait, it's Friday. Shouldn't it be 2.30, right? Mm-hmm. One more? And he grins and he's like, I mean, we don't close. Okay, one more. Roll that d20 again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if this is the one that knocks you on your ass. <laughs> fail <laughs> that's the one that knocks you on your ass so <laughs> sorry the chain of events as you remember it i will put it to you like that is randall has this enormous grin on his face and he sets in front of you this tall glass of like vibrant red alcohol and you grab it and you slam it and you don't even remember if you actually got the glass back on the counter. All you remember is a smashing sound, so you have to assume that the glass broke, but you remember putting it down on the counter, so maybe you put it down too hard. You don't really know. Mm-hmm. But you get up, and then you're falling, and then suddenly you're falling through the door at the hotel. You, you don't even remember actually how you went from bar to hotel. You're falling through the door at the hotel, but you're falling through the employee entrance. Uh-oh. <laughs> And then you're stumbling out of the employee back office area into the main lobby. Everything shifts, sort of spinning. You're suddenly in your hotel room, and then you're waking up. You don't even remember lying down in your bed. You don't remember stripping down. But you are waking up completely naked in bed, and it's dead silent. Is it dark or light? It's pretty dark in this room. Okay, um, I'm going to reach over and see if there's anybody in the bed next to me. No one's there. Okay, I'm going to look at the clock. What time is it? It is about 8 in the morning. Okay. Um, am I hungover or anything? Uh, let's actually roll to find out. <laughs> I'm going to assume yes, but let's see how bad it is. Uh, is that a 9? I think that's a 9. I think the dot's at the bottom there, yeah? Yep, that's a 9. You have a headache, but you're not nauseous. Which is, we're going to call that a whim. Okay. Um, Slight hangover, nothing devastating. Okay. I'm going to get up and get dressed and have some water. Okay. So you get up and you pull on some clothes. Um, go ahead and describe your outfit today. Um, I'm wearing uh, some skinny jeans and a gray t-shirt. All right. Good choice. 
So you go to exit the room, and the sound of the door... I mean, again, the headache isn't devastating, but it's it's bad enough where the sound of the door creaking open makes your skin crawl. Oh, fun. Yes. So the door creaking open causes your skin to crawl. And you're making your way out of the room, down the hall. Where do you want to go? I'm going to go to the front desk to see if Leslie is still there. She's not there. Okay. In fact, the uh, guy that uh, gave you guys jobs here, mm-hmm. he's standing there. He's like, oh, hey, Alex. Uh, hey, where's uh, where's Leslie? Oh, no, she she wasn't here when I got here. Wait, what? She wasn't here when I got here. Wait, so the desk was empty? The desk was empty. Well, did you check the cameras? Uh, yeah, she... I checked the cameras. She went into the back, came out, walked down the hall. Poof. Wait, which hall? The hall you just came out of. And he points down the hall to the elevators. Well, what about the other cameras? There's not a camera over there. In that hallway, there is no camera. Okay, well, I'm going to head down that hallway. Alright, you head down the hall. Fairly normal looking hallway in a little downtown hotel. Uh, kind of a POS hotel. Not POS a, meaning piece of shit? Okay. Yeah. yeah. N- not a nice hotel, not a motel. Okay. Important little differentiation. Sort of that median point of, you know this place probably started off looking really nice, and now it's a complete shithole that hasn't been taken care of. Okay. Um, I'm going to call Leslie's phone. Okay. You go to dial her phone. And you get her voicemail. Direct a voicemail? Mm-hmm. Rot row. Oh, wait, no, no, it rings. Oh. It rings, but it goes to voicemail. Okay. I'm gonna go check the other floors, I guess. Okay. So you begin perusing the hallways, looking for any scrap of anything, and you find exactly one thing. It's a little bracelet that she got out of a vending machine and she thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. So she just has been wearing it all the time. And you find it on the fourth floor. Okay. In front of a door or anything, or just laying on the floor? Just lying in the middle of the hall. Alright, I'm gonna walk down the hallway and dial her number again. Okay. You walk down the hall, dialing her number, and you get her voicemail again. I mean, I guess you keep calling it? Yeah, do I hear her phone coming from anywhere? Not yet, no. Not yet? Not yet. Okay, well I'm gonna keep walking down the hallway, continuing to dial the number. Okay. You continue dialing it intermittently as you're making your way down the hall. When you do hear a faint echo of that ringtone. Okay. It's coming from the stairwell. Okay, I'm going to go to the stairwell. You head into the stairwell, and you don't immediately see the phone, but you can hear it echoing somewhere in here in the stairwell. Okay, well, I'm going to search. Okay. It takes a while because this hotel is seven floors. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But... Finally, you find the phone screen shattered at the very bottom of the stairwell. Uh-oh. Yeah. The phone, for the record, is at 13%. Okay. Well, I'm going to grab the phone and run back to the desk. Okay. It takes a minute because this particular uh, stairwell just leads outside, doesn't have an interior door. I, it sounds stupid, but my hotel has Yeah, no, I was about to say your hotel has that. That's where you're getting that idea. <laughs> Exactly. So it takes a minute to run around back to the front desk. But when you get there, uh, the guy is still there. Um, one second. I'm going to give him a little BS name real quick. His name is Ron. Okay. Uh, Ron, I'm. who's on the f- fourth floor? I'm worried something might have happened to Leslie. And he's scrolling through the list of little names in the computer. And he's like, uh, we have 
30 people up there. How fucking big of a hotel is this? Pretty good sized. Okay. Um, Specifically, I'm I'm still in my head modeling it kind of after mine. Okay. It's basically a rundown version of my hotel. Okay. I'm going to look at the computer and see who all is up on that floor. Let's see if there's any names that stand out, like who's regulars, who's uh, you know, people I don't know, that sort of deal. Okay. Let me guess, the angry man is on that floor. The angry man is on that floor. John Hallback. Do I see him on the camera at all, other than when he was at the desk? Can I check the camera and see if he was at the desk at all? Sure. So you make your way to the back office, and you're trying to check the cameras. Now, unfortunately, the one catch is you don't know exactly how these cameras work. Mm -hmm. You're sure that there's probably other cameras, but the cameras that you can see on the screen, you don't see him except for when he got off at his landing and went to his room. Okay. Is there a way I can check? Um, Did it look like maybe uh, Leslie answered the phone or anything at the desk before she left? No, but she does look like she saw something and walked away from the desk that way. All right, well, I'm going to make uh, a key for that guy's room, and then I'm going to go knock on his door. Okay. So you go ahead and you cut a key for room 404, and you start making your way up to that room, and you knock on the door, and there's no response. I'm guessing you knock on the door. Yeah, knock on the door. I'm sure that the audience loved listening to that. Probably. front desk there's no answer okay i'm gonna open the door okay you make your way in and the first thing that you notice is that other than one of the lamps being knocked over and the bed was clearly slept in there's no evidence that someone was in here the toilet paper is still folded up nice and neat in the bathroom uh the menus are set very gently on the desk pretty much exactly where housekeeping leaves them there is, other, again, other than the lamp being knocked over and the bed being mussed up, there is no evidence that there's been a person in this room. Okay, can I check under the beds? Yeah. Uh, the bed. Bed. Uh, you check under the bed, and there is nothing there. Okay, can I check around, see if there's anything else? Absolutely. Uh, go ahead and roll a d20. Let's see what you can figure out. 18? Yeah, 18. Very nicely done. What do I figure out? <laughs> okay, so we're going off of instinct for that one. Okay. Partly because it's your best score and also because that that's... That makes sense. That's also how I use it for people looking for things. Sort of instinctive searching. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do eventually, finally, find a small scrap of paper with three numbers written down. 198. And then a tiny symbol. Okay. It almost looks like a cross, except there's these little circles drawn on it. Like a, like a sigil? You're not sure. I, would, I, I might know that, but I don't know if Alex would recognize it as a sigil. Okay, I am... Does it, does it seem like a magic thing to me? You're not sure. You've okay. never seen this symbol before in your life. Anytime that you've seen any kind of symbol in the past, it's been related to something kind of fucked up, such as uh, Keith... And his blasty boomstick. Okay, yeah. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the scrap of paper and I'm going to bring it to uh, Dandy's. Okay. So you snatch it up and you go basically running back down. Uh, you grab the elevator. You make your way back down. Or would you like to take the stairs? Mm, elevator. 
Yeah. You hit the elevator. You go running out the door. Ron barely manages to gesture to you as you're running out the door. Do you want to stop and talk to him? Uh, I'll skid to a halt and be like, what? Hey, do you think you can come in early later? I've got a date tonight. Uh, maybe. I I gotta figure out what happened to Leslie. Um, I'm worried about her. Mm, Fine. And he goes just right back to presumably, probably, just browsing the internet. You don't even think he's actually doing any work right now. Probably. Yeah, that's how I work. By not working. Woo! (laughs) No, I I actually do a job, guys. Hey, you know what? So do I. I, Do you know what I did today? I bought a mop because my boss hasn't bought a new mop yet. I bought a mop so I could take it to work and properly clean the fucking floor. Anyway, you run out the door and you sprint all the way over to Dandy's. It only takes about two minutes because you're running so goddamn fast. Because you do have some really good speed. Yay! Wait, I do? I thought my speed was like six. It's still pretty damn good. Okay. Considering the normal is five, yours is above five, that's still pretty good. So I'm faster than most people. Yes. Okay. It's part of the reason... Speedy little fuck. Speedy little fuck who can occasionally just blip across space. You don't know how you're doing it, but you do it. Anyway. So you run to Dandy's and you burst through the door and... Who's at the bar? Currently at the bar is a girl you've seen a few times called Maggie. Oh, uh, hey, Maggie, uh, is Randall around? And she looks up and she pulls back her hood and she's like, oh yeah, he's in the back office. Okay, can I go back there? Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna go back. What? Okay, I'm gonna go back there looking for Randall. Alright, you go back there and there's an enormous sigil painted on the wall in red. And Randall is down on his knees in a huge black cloak praying to it. Uh, and there's a few black candles lit surrounding him. Uh, Randall? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, uh... He throws back his hood. <laughs> He's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, Alex is a little bit startled by all this. This is not what they expected from a back office. <laughs> no. There is a desk in the corner, but it's lined with candles, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that makes it all the funnier. Um... Uh, anyway, uh, 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 Randall, um, my, my girlfriend is missing, and, um, I think something might have happened to her, and, um, so I don't know for sure, but I think this guy might have something to do with it, and I found this in his room, and I hand him the little scrap of paper. And before he even looks at the scrap of paper, he's like, oh, I didn't know the two of you are actually going steady now, that's wonderful, I'm so happy for you guys, that's fantastic. He looks at the scrap of paper, oh, fuck. (laughs) And he looks back up at you, and he's like, where did you find this? Uh, in the guy's room, on the floor. I didn't say I found it on the floor. Did I find it on the floor? On um, the desk, maybe? You found it tucked into the Gideon Bible in the drawer. Oh, okay, weird. Yeah. And he looks at it, he's like... Freaking still Gideon Bibles, even in this other <laughs> reality. They're everywhere. <laughs> They're very determined. He looks at it, and looks at you, and says, Do you know what this is? I, I don't. This is bad news. Okay. But, I mean, she's not, you know, she could take care of herself. She's she's pretty badass. I mean, and this guy still, like, something, something happened. And he shakes his head and he's like, you don't know what this is, though. No, no, what is it? This is a symbol for an organization. They're very bad people. They're very messed up. They like to think that they're doing the right thing, but they're very messed up. I've lost a few friends to them. Wait, so who is it? It's the Order of St. Tenon. Oh, fuck. And he's like, yeah, now you get it, yeah. yeah You've yeah. heard of them. Yeah. 
So you know she's dead and gone. What? This is over. And he crumples up the paper and he tosses it behind him. And it bounces across between a couple of the cameras. He's like, yeah, no. If she's been taken by the order, she's as good as gone. But, but, no. But, but, yeah, that's how the order works. They take someone and you don't see them again. They're, they're gone. Either they're inducted into the cult, used for fucked up sadistic experiments, or they're killed. That's how it goes. But that can't be it. Well... That's what you brought me, I'm sorry. I kind of sink down to the floor and I don't really know what to do. And he sinks down beside you and he's like, Oh, see, this, yeah, this is the right thing to do. See, when you're in a time of crisis, you pray to your god. In my case, my god is the devil. Come, join join me in prayer, come on. I join him, I guess. You're going to pray to Lucifer. I, I'm, I'm kind of numb and not... Like, I'm just kind of doing what I'm told to do. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, let's do this. And I'm just like, eh, eh, eh. Congratulations, Alex. Eh? You are now, in the eyes of the one that you pray to, a Luciferian. Huh. <laughs> Add that in under alcoholic. <laughs> so am I. I didn't expect that to happen. Neither did I, and yet here we are. What a twist! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't watched Robot Chicken in so long. I just watched it about a month ago. Uh. They've got a bunch of it on Hulu, and I was like, oh, yeah, I haven't watched this in some time. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay. So, as you're sitting down and you're praying, you feel... Kind of praying. I'm just kind of kneeling there. and But still. You're going my my arms are probably motions. dangling at my side, and Randall like grabs them and puts them together like here. Oh like no, this. no, he's he's not even doing that. Okay. You can have your arm. You can be fingering your asshole for all he cares. Randall don't give a shit. <laughs> Christ. I mean, uh, oh Satan. <laughs> Lucifer. Okay. Oh Lucifer. Or Belphegor or Old Scratch. Beelzebub. Mephistopheles. Okay. Uh, any which way. So. <laughs> You feel this warmth rising through you, and you don't know if it's the candles or what. Or emotions. Maybe you're feeling emotions. Those happen to you, right? Sometimes. So, you feel this warmth traveling through you. And then you hear this voice. And it sounds like it's crackling out of a speaker or crackling out of a flame. Um, I look at the candles... The candle flames have all risen a little bit higher. They're about an inch and a half instead of the half inch that they were. Okay, what's the voice saying? The voice is saying, Welcome, my child. Does it say anything else? It's waiting for you. Uh, please help me. What kind of help do you need? Uh, I need help finding, um, someone who's been taken, uh, by the Order of St. Tenant. Ah, yes. She's still there among you. She's still alive? Yes. Well, help me find her. I'll do anything. Anything? Uh... (laughs) Alex is wishing they'd chosen their words more carefully. (laughs) Oh, this is good. This is good stuff. (laughs) Anything, yeah. Welcome. And then the flames jet up a foot and a half before all going out at the same time. 
Randall laughs, claps your back, and says, We're in business! Midtown Mythos is brought to you by Brannigan and Knoll Productions. Alex Oberlin is played by M. Star Brannigan. The Game Master is Morgan Knoll. Game and story written by Morgan Knoll with contributions from M. Star Brannigan. Produced by M. Star Brannigan. Intro song by Mr. Nictus. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us with your favorite podcast site. For more mythos and a peek behind the scenes, you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr at Midtown Mythos.